Hi, everybody. I'm Ann Louise Gittleman, the First Lady of Nutrition. I am a New York Times bestselling author of over 35 books, and I'm here today with a very interesting guest. His name is Bill Sardi, who is an irrepressible health consumer advocate and the author of a dozen health books. He's also the provider of free, non-commercial, what a blessing, health information at knowledgeofhealth.com, and he's joining me today. As Bill asks, are we going to be allowed to be healthy outside of the control of government, big pharma, big food, and the medical industrial complex? Or are we going to get right down to health at a certain level of disease that we can treat ourselves? Now, Bill speaks to me today from California and his library of over 1,200 health-related books. Bill, how the health are you? Anne Louise, the first lady of nutrition, and the second and third and fourth, I'll keep saying it over and over, you, you beat us all to the punch. Uh, you, you've been the inspiration for all of us. Thank you for having me on. And uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about a little metal called lead, but we're gonna get that through, through iron. I think you wanna ask me about iron first. Well, what I wanna ask you about is really the, I, I call these the, the hidden health killers that are hiding in plain sight. So the, the spoiler alert is we're talking about lead and we're talking about iron. So why don't we start with iron, which I know you have written about for many, many years. And why is it a hidden health threat? Why is it a ticking time bomb? And why do doctors never tell you about your iron levels and never even take a stored iron or ferritin level? What's the problem with iron? I did write a book, The Iron Time Bomb. So look, you need iron when you're growing, okay? You need, you're making millions of red blood cells a second and they all have hemoglobin, they carry iron. And the reason why the little babies conk out in the high chairs and go to sleep is because they, they're anemic. They're falling asleep. They don't have enough iron, okay? And so as you get a little older and you eat more food and you get the iron, you're able to handle that, but you're perpetually out of iron as you're growing in your growth years and you are perpetually young, if you have noticed. And you can't iron overload uh, during the growth years. Now, once growth stops, <laughs> you don't need as much iron. And of course, men start to iron overload. The girls have an, an inborn, their menstrual cycle, they're gonna dump that iron once a month and they may be a little, a third of the younger uh, fertile women are, are gonna be a little bit anemic and maybe need a little extra. And then maybe after age 40, when they've had their babies and they've donated the iron and the calcium and all those minerals to their offspring, maybe then uh, they're going to need to limit the iron. But the men need to start doing it as soon as full growth has, has uh, halted around age 18 or 20 because the iron is accumulating. And as I've explained, around age 40, a 40 year old male is gonna have double the amount of iron stored in his body, largely in the blood, a little bit in the liver. And he's gonna have double the rate of diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. If a woman has an early hysterectomy, she's gonna get the same rate of disease as a man. Now iron feeds the growth of tumors, bacteria, viruses, funguses, it, 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 too much of it's bad. Well, the body has a, 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 a very elaborate way of controlling it. Melanin in your skin can, binds to iron. And there's a transport molecule called ferritin, and that stores it. And then there's one that carries it around the body, transferrin. And th there, so there's a lot of molecules 
uh, lactoferrin, when you have uh, infection, binds to iron, make sure it's not loose. When iron is bound to something, it's harmless. It's bound to hemoglobin in your red blood cells. But when something shakes it loose, inflammation, or when the macrophages come, the white blood cells that gobble up iron, they, but they then too many macrophages show up. It's like having a, an auto accident at Fifth and Main. Instead of sending two police cars, you sent four million of them. They bang into each other, release the iron, and now we've got a problem because loose, unbound iron is our problem. Now, you can take a little molecule called IP6. It's from Rice Bran. It's the king of the mineral chelators. It'll mop up loose iron and, and take it out of your system in the waste. And it's a natural way to chelate your body. I often recommend people do this, particularly males, for a couple or three months, maybe up to 1,600 milligrams a day is the max you can take and still absorb it all. And uh, it clean your body out, especially when you're 40 and 50 and on, and, and keep those loose iron levels low. And that's what your problem is, is the iron's getting loose and it's creating havoc. So you, if you are truly anemic, if you have an ulcer and you're bleeding, of course you might get anemic because you're losing iron with the blood. If you're taking an aspirin tablet, you could be on the anemic side because that causes a little bit of bleeding. Uh, there are various reasons why uh, you may be, uh, you know, a, a totally vegan, person and not getting highly absorbable iron is in your meats, particularly red meat. So if you're not eating that, you could be a little on the anemic side, particularly young women who are menstruating and then trying to eat that kind of a diet. And so you can be anemic and pale and tired. What are the signs of anemia? Well, shortness of breath, climbing the stairs, cold fingers and toes, um, certainly sleepy, uh, these are the kind of symptoms you have of anemia. On the other side, when you're iron overload, you're getting a lot of infections. Uh, you have no stamina or endurance. So these are little signs that you're either iron overloaded or anemic. But what men need, between the ages of 20 and on up for men, they need to chelate iron and the girls need to do it after age 40. After they donated the calcium and iron to their babies, then they, they certainly are going to start to be iron overloaded as they stop menstruation and move on in life. So a big lesson today is the reason why we age, we rust, that's calcium, excuse me, iron and copper, and we calcify, that's cop, uh, the calcium. So, I, you know, it's important to understand cal calcification is stiffening. Your, your skin stiffens, your body stiffens, your arteries stiffen up. So you're calcifying. So you don't want high calcium diets. You get your calcium out of your diet, but you, you don't want to be taken, honestly, ladies, when you, they say you have osteoporosis, you have a shortage of what? And all the girls answer calcium. No, no, you have a shortage of estrogen. And estrogen says to hold the calcium in your bones. Now you're not holding it. It's releasing it from the bone into your arteries, stiffening your arteries. And women have a different heart disease than men do. Men have iron heart disease. Women have calcium heart disease. So you need to, calcium pills increase the risk of sudden mortal heart attacks. So ladies, you know, modern medicine's on the wrong street there, trying to take, tell you to take calcium pills. In menopause, you, you, you're going to, you want to hold the calcium in your bone, you need estrogen or a phytoestrogen or 
like resveratrol, I, we just talked about it an hour before here, but it's a red wine molecule, acts like estrogen, the safest of all estrogen-like molecules. And it sends the signal for the bone to hold the, cal the calcium in the bone. So like estrogen did. So, uh, wow. wow, I'm going to, you've, you've said, you've said quite a bit and my, my head is reeling. So I want to clarify a few things for our, our listening audience. Number one, if you're above the age of, let's say menopause for a female, is that the reason that that heart disease starts to approximate the, the heart disease rate of a male? Is it because of the iron overload? Would you say? It is exactly. I wrote a book, the, the cure for everything. And it, I posted it up. And it was talking about if you just donated blood, see the all the iron, 90% of it's in the blood with the hemoglobin. So if you want to get rid of iron, you have to bloodlet, either right. donate it or, <laughs> or just let them dump it. And uh, men or should do that on a regular basis. Or get some leeches. So don't you think there's something to be said for leeches? There, there, there could be, certainly. Uh, but the bigger thing is, of course, cut back on the red meat because it has highly absorbable iron the iron in vegetables is only absorbed on an as-needed basis, but you're, you're, uh, you, you, you can't get rid of, you, you know, bloodletting, they're only going to let you donate a pint of blood every so often. So I think you can do it four or five times a year. You're going to get rid of about 250 milligrams of iron per, per unit of blood you donate it. You may need to increase that faster because you're suffering with diabetes and all these other issues. So you want to take this IP6 molecule that I went to Japan, learned about, wrote a book, IP6, inositol hexaphosphate, six phosphorus molecules, one of inositol. It solubilizes and chelates and get rid of the calcifications and it binds to iron and all the heavy metals. And, and so it handles both forms of what we call aging. We rust and we calcify. IP6 is the king of the anti-aging molecules. And uh, you, it's a wonderful way of cleaning out your system. And for people, I know people hear different ways of detoxing, but you, we want to get the big things out of there, which is excess iron, copper, calcium. Those are the big guys that cause trouble. Yes, you've got mercury, lead, and cal uh, cadmium from smoking, but you and, and, and other little trace minerals, but they're not as voluminous as iron and copper and calcium. Those are the three big things that drive chronic disease, drive aging. And if you chelate, you're going to live longer. By the way, women who have more children donate more calcium and iron to their babies and they live longer. Mm. <laughs> so all of the evidence is in, it's really iron and calcium and copper that drives aging. And if you control those, you'll, leave, you'll live an indefinitely long lifespan. All right, so here's another point that, that you mentioned. So we should, starting at the age, if you're a male, starting at the age of maybe 20, 25, 30, you should get a ferritin test. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, ferritin is the iron storage molecule. You want it between 20 and 90. Uh, e even my, uh, at my age now, I'm 74, and I, and I found, uh, you know, I had a little bit higher iron level than I wanted, and so than I'm used to. And what happened to me is I got a little infection and so I, I had to take an antibiotic to get rid of it. And I don't like doing that. And then it changed my gut bacteria. And that's how I got a little iron overloaded for a time. So you, you can have things knock you out and go the wrong way. I'm 
I'm trying, I have a young 15 year old that's growing. Well, the 15 year old needs all the iron he can get. Okay. And he's sleepy and tired because he's growing. And, and so I end up making hamburgers for him and I've got a, it's, it's difficult to make food for him and then a different one for me. But so I ended up eating a little bit too much red meat just to share with him. So uh, it's one of the curses. I know the girls, they want the men in their lives to live a long time, but ladies, you need iron and you crave iron and red meat because certainly right after your monthly cycle, you're going you're gonna to feel you need to eat red meat and certainly it, it helps you because you're, you're out of iron at that point. Uh, but if you're eating red meat, you're, you're just adding to the aging and the, the bad health of your husband. So they need to cut, men need to cut down, not be phobic. You can eat a little red meat, but you really cut it way down. There's guys that have a little red meat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and, and they're going to be iron overloaded sooner. Uh, so it's just a thing the girls don't know because the girls, you know, <laughs> No, doctors are mostly male and they have no idea what's going. A girl can eat everything in the refrigerator three days a month because it says baby could be on board. So the girls have all the food craving, the guy don't. And the girls are gonna kind of cook for what they crave. And, and it, it isn't the best thing sometimes for the man in their life. So the big thing is watch iron. That's the careful thing. Guys, a little bit of red meat, not, not as much. Be careful. You can get your iron out of uh, spinach and things like that because that's iron that's only absorbed on an as-needed basis. So what and, I need uh, to what I need what I need to just uh, insert at this point is that I wrote a book, Bill. This is when you and I first met many years ago, and the book was written in the '90s. It was called Super Nutrition for Men, and in that I wrote about a clinical study that was published in in I think the journal Circulation, which is the American Heart. American Heart Foundation, um, it, it's, their, it's their mouthpiece, so to speak. But they talked about a Finnish study in men that had a ferritin level of over 300, I believe, that were much more prone to heart disease. So from that point on, I've been recommending an iron-free multiple. And I must say that the company for which I'm a brand spokesperson, Unikey Health, has one of the only male multiples that is iron-free, and it's been on the market for over 25 years. So That's I totally... Right. So I'm totally on board with everything that you're saying in terms of what's Well, remember important. the Lawrence Walk show, you were calling my attention to it. They used to have Geritol and it was loaded with iron and oh boy, they were just accelerating aging and increasing disease, especially among older viewers watching that TV show. They had no idea what they were doing. That it's true, some people are anemic but by and large, we're iron overloaded as we get older, so. No, this is very true. And if you're seeing a lot of brown spots, ladies, this will get your attention. That may be a sign of iron overload. So if we know that the males have to go in between 20, which I think is a little low, by the way, I think it should be a little higher, 40 to about 90 or 40 to 70 milligrams per DL, what would be the ferritin level that's ideal for a female? The males we know should at least be below 100, let's say. We'll agree, we'll agree to that. Is that the same for females? Well, a healthy female can go up to about 120, maybe a little higher. That's the ferritin level, F-E-R-R-I-T-I-N. And uh, the girls, if they're still menstruating, it, just let menstruation do it. You don't have to be uh, chelating, but it, as you pass menopause, then you, you're still going to start to iron overload like men do, or you have an early hysterectomy. 
So, uh, you know, there's some really important lessons to learn here. They're the key ones. This is the big driver of aging and all chronic disease, metal mineral overload. So this is what does it. They never give you the, the, the ferritin test. They never tell you what's really going on. So they love giving you all these medicines that don't address the cause of the diseases. They just handle the symptoms. So uh, people who eat less live younger only because they're getting less iron and calcium. That's that we call it fasting or intermittent fasting today. Modern medicine calls it calorie restriction. And so it's just watching how much of that stuff that you get and uh, you can in, live a very uh, biologically young life. Let me put it this way. I went down to Costco. It's the best place to get an eye exam. They have these little machines and they look in the back of your eye and there's a little substance there, oxysterols, you'd call it cholesterol, little yellow pigments that shouldn't be there. They weren't there when you were young. And it's the beginning of what we call macular degeneration. Now, 91% of the people in my age group have lots of drusen or this cholesterol deposit in their eyes. I had zero, zero, none. <laughs> Very, I mean, I, I expected a little bit. See, so, what I do is working, and that means the, the plaque isn't in my brain as well. These are the studies they've done. So, you know, I do this myself, and it works for me. I don't, macular degeneration, about a third of the people have signs of this, lost a little vision, and 91% and of the people have this drusen, and I have zero. So this stuff works. By the way, I'm 74. I don't have any cataracts either. Does this stuff tough. work? You know, the only internal organ you can look at from the outside is the eye and it tells you what's going on on the inside of your body. Good and point. I can tell you that my eyes are, except for some astigmatism, having to wear some reading glasses, I, I can see perfectly. So, so, let me, so let me say something else here. There's a lot of new research to suggest, and just tell me if you believe this, that all these new diseases, these new disorders from Alzheimer's to Parkinson's to cancer to diabetes, that all of this may be linked to the accumulation of excess iron. Do you agree with that? Do you think that this is an iron elephant that's dancing in the middle of the room? They, they all are because eventually the inflammation causes the iron to be released from its binding proteins. There's a lot of little things that, that control iron in your body. It's very critical. There's a, melanin does it in your skin. In the brain, they call it neuromelanin. In the, and there's all of these molecules that bind so there's no loose iron when you're perfectly healthy. There's plenty of loose iron unbound when you aren't healthy. And that, that's when you're having all your problems. You can mop it up, by the way. Go get that IP6 rice bran extract from the health food store and do a, a one, two, three-month cleanse with it. If you want maximum effect, take it between meals. But even with meals is fine. And uh, it, it's excellent for males. It's excellent for anybody in serious problem. I, I have had complete cancer remissions in stage four uh, cancers just by taking the IP6 because the front edge of a tumor, it, it's the iron feeding the growth edge like a forest fire. Take away the front edge, the back behind it's already burned. You can't, and you'll knock out the cancer. It's only the growing edge of it. And IP6 is an absolute uh, knockout pill for uh, cancer. So uh, the, everything feeds off of iron. And then of course, We've got the second one is, is the copper. So these are the, the most voluminous metallic 
metals. And then calcium is our third monster. And of course, the IP6 handles all three of those minerals, so it, it gets them out of our system, the excesses. Doesn't so pull that, calcium out of your bones, doesn't pull iron out of your red blood cells. So it keeps these minerals where they deserve to be and it makes sure that they're not on the loose where they can wreak havoc. That's right, because your body can't make enough of the binding proteins fast enough to handle it. And so now you're gonna de-age yourself. So uh, th this is the big thing is to get these levels down. By the way, I might add that a great deal of disease today is just autoimmune. It's, it's fostered by giving all these vaccines. And then we have these IMIV and IMAB drugs. That's what they're called. At the end, they have this uh, suffix. And, and so they give these various drugs that they give. Now, they're all to cure autoimmune reactions. So, you know, they, they, they prescribe, uh, they... They, $50 billion of vaccines are prescribed that generates $500 billion of autoimmune disease. So mm. how do you conquer this? Well, you've got to chelate and you've got to put one mineral back. It's zinc. Zinc is going to control the autoimmune reactions. And we're with massive zinc depletion in our society. And I'll tell you where it comes from here on your show. Why are we all zinc deficient today? Because... Uh, Glyphosate, that herbicide Whoa. that kills weeds, it has arsenic in it. It isn't the glyphosate. They're not telling it has arsenic. Arsenic depletes uh, uh, fields of where we're uh, our crops. It de depletes the crop of, of uh, zinc. It depletes the, the ground of zinc. And it depletes our bodies of zinc. So arsenic is, is a monster. And, it, and because we're... What we're doing, we're not just killing the weeds now. Where we have uh, sugarcane growing or corn growing, we flood the field with glyphosate to mature the crop. And, and, and so what we're doing is we're getting it in our food now, and it's arsenic that's in there. And that arsenic poisoning is depleting you of zinc. And this is why we have a massive zinc deficiency in our population. And this is why we don't make the antibodies to defend ourselves against infection. So I'm gonna to try to explain. Uh, all of you that are listening, take your fingers and put it on your Adam's apple and go straight down to this first bone and that's your breastbone. Underneath there is your thymus gland that makes the T cells that give you the antibodies against diseases. That's what you need to activate when you get a vaccine or exposed to measles, mumps, uh, a chicken pox, whatever you get. You need the T cells. That's your memory antibodies. Okay, you don't get enough zinc. Your thymus gland is about the size of a walnut. It shrinks down to the size of a pea and you can get all the vaccines you want. They don't work. You're not making the antibodies because you don't have the zinc. Your thymus gland is in trouble. When you're old, your thymus gland is shot and you need zinc. And this is why we, we give it treatment of people cancer, it's nonsense. We're letting people die with a thymus gland that isn't working. You need the T cells, you won't live long. They did a study here recently and everybody who lived over the age of 100 was zinc sufficient. And all the people that didn't live over 100, they were zinc deficient, unbelievable. So we have a massive zinc deficiency in the country and you need to get some in, in your multivitamins or whatever every day. For adults, they can handle 30 milligrams, and for kids, less. And uh, we, we just have a massive zinc 
deficiency, which I think is related to the whole autism thing as well. Interesting. So you talked about the glyphosates, you talked about them being high in arsenic, which can deplete zinc. And if, we, if you've got a lot of excess copper in your system, that's also depleting the zinc. So it's like it's going to make it's going to make a mess for all of us. And uh, of course, kids are growing, so they, they need the iron and the copper is for your connective tissue, the iron for the red blood cells and calcium for your bones, of course. So you need those when you're growing. But if you keep getting them, without controlling them, you're gonna age faster. And that's for men first, is to, is to calm down those in our diet, maybe chelate them. And for women after the age of 40 and they've had their babies, then, then they wanna watch how much of those minerals they get. You and know, there's, there's one a... monster we haven't talked about, which is lead. All right, so hold 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 on before before we get misled about lead, my friend. I, I just I, I just want to clarify a few things. Aren't there certain foods that are iron blockers? So that if you're taking some of your meat, if you're drinking wine or tea or coffee, don't those act as as veritable iron blockers? That's where your polyphenols are. They do all of that. They bind to the metals, particularly iron. And if you're having bran, that's where the IP6 is, like in bran cereal. And so those are all, all good binders. And resveratrol, the red wine molecule that's so widely extolled, is a solely a copper chelator, but that's what makes it so very good. You know when you put iron, uh, take some metal and put your iron out in the yard, and it slowly turns red and oxidizes. Put copper out there, and one night it turns green. It's a highly, highly oxidizing agent. So copper is a bigger monster. It's just we only have about... 200 excess milligrams of copper in our body as we get older, we have thousands of milligrams of excess iron. Good point. Now, so, if, we, if we move on to the hidden killers that are hiding in plain sight, so we've got the iron, which is number one, and I know you've written extensively about it, and I've just started to do much more research about the, the, the ticking time bomb, which was also the name of one of your books. But when we talk about lead, I just want to express to you that there's a lot of concern online these days of some of the lead leaching dinnerware that's out there. Are you aware of that? Well, th this should never be made in some of the old, uh, you know, in the Middle Ages, they had chalices for drinking wine and they were made of lead. And so they got lead poisoning. And of course, we know about the uh, uh, the Mad Hatters, they had some other metal in there. I forget what it was. Mercury. Yeah, mercury, right. And so these, these metals cause these diseases and kind of things. But uh, certainly lead is a problem. What we did is we had lead in our paints and lead in our gasoline, and we took it out. Where'd we put it? We put it in the roadways. Mm. It's, it's, it's in the asphalt. Well, as the roads wear down and stuff, they, they find cancer rates are higher near uh, highways. No kidding. And uh, only 9% of Americans have no detectable level in their, of lead in their body. Any detectable letter, level of lead is unsafe, any. And so they did a study and of the, among the people who had five micrograms, now milligrams, now micrograms are a thousandth of a milligram. So five micrograms per blood sample versus people who had 3.8 micrograms of lead per blood sample. So uh, let's see, let's do it right. Yes, there was a 388% difference in the risk for death if your lead levels were in the normal range, but still just five micrograms versus 3.8, and you were 400% almost higher risk of dying. 
not just being sick. <laughs> it's mm. killing us. It's lead and it's everywhere. And what I did is I looked up the major causes of death in the United States. And of Which course, job? we know heart disease and cancer, are the number one and two. And I did a cursory study and said, well, lead is number four because it's killing 412,000 people. Cigarette smoking, 480,000. Cancer, 598,000. Heart disease, 635,000 a year. But that was just heart disease with lead. When you added how much heart disease and cancer is being caused by lead, lead is the number one cause of death in the United States. It's just that heart disease is what it creates. Heart disease itself and cancer, their, their disease is caused by the lead. And so also all your Alzheimer's disease and strokes and high blood pressure, lead poisoning. Mm. is the number one cause of death. I, I, I broke this story earlier in the year. You can read about it at Knowledge of Health. The number one cause of death in the United States is lead poisoning. Unbelievable. So what do people do to get rid of their lead poisoning? Now, lead is typically stored in the bones. So can you chelate, that, can you chelate the lead out of the bones? Well, you can chelate lead your IP6 molecule we talked about from rice bran, that's great. Vitamin C is helpful. Vitamin B1, un, uh, surprisingly, is a very good controller of lead. B1, that's thiamine. However, none of these get the lead out of the bone but garlic. Garlic remarkably gets the lead out of the bone, and it, it, we don't even know how it does it. It just does it. It's the, you need the allicin molecule from the garlic, it, get a fresh clove of, uh, get a bulb of garlic cloves, take a clove off, crush it. In crushing it, you've activated a little enzyme in there and it makes allicin, the active ingredient. Now your problem is, can you get this darn thing down your throat? It's horribly pungent, but if you can handle it, good for you. If you're gonna take a garlic pill, the, the allicin is gonna be activated in your, in your stomach where there's acid and the acid destroys the enzyme that activates the allicin and you don't get any allicin. And so what they do is they test these garlic pills in a, a little dish of, of water, which is neutral pH, and they put the powder in there and it makes allicin. But if you put it in, uh, let's say uh, vinegar, which is uh, like pH of two or three, like simulating your stomach acid, these garlic pills don't make any allicin. That's the active ingredient. So there, there is, there are uh, alkalinized garlic pills. I make one, it's called Garlinex, G-A-R-L-I-N-E-X. It has alkaline minerals, so the, the, it neutralizes the stomach acid. It makes allicin. Allicin's a very small molecule, gets in the bloodstream in about nine seconds, and boom you've got the real McCoy in your bloodstream. And as we know, uh, garlic and allicin are very good. They kill cancer cells, kill bacteria, virus, and funguses. Uh, allicin thins the blood as good as any aspirin tablet. It has wonderful properties to it, but the big thing that we discovered is it chelates and takes lead out of the bone. <laughs> and that's where it all goes. Mm. So, oh boy. So uh, garlic so should, should be a daily remedy for all of us. Just, it's good medicine. So let me just ask you this. This has just popped into my head here. Bone broth is a very popular health food. It's a very trendy health food. How can we be assured that the lead is not in the bones that we're using to make our bone broth? 
we can't, and listen, all, all, basically, since 91% of us have some level of lead, no, no level of lead is safe in our bloodstream, we all need to do this, okay? It's not like, oh, I'm gonna go get a lead test and all that. Presume you're overloaded with lead. <laughs> You've been accumulating it for your lifetime. When you grew up and you're my age, you got it in the paint and the air and the, the gasoline and all that stuff. Now it's in the roadways, it's still ubiquitous. That means you can find it everywhere. It's very difficult to escape lead. It's in your system, just to presume. Don't go get the test. Take the stuff that chelates it out. Presume you're, you're lead overloaded. And, and of course, garlic would be at the top of the list just because it's so powerful to even get it out of the bone. Phenomenally interesting. And I know that when women get to a certain age and they start to experience osteopenia or osteoporosis, then there's a thinning of the bone. And what happens when that bone starts to disintegrate, the lead starts to travel to various organs and can end up in the brain. And that's where a lot of Alzheimer's may well, be well, coming from. Well, let me explain, because we say thinning the bone in a kind of a general sense, but let me try and say, the bone is not shrinking in size. It's inside is not solid anymore. It's like a honeycomb. It's just busting up inside and it's not strong that way. And so it remains the same size. Here's your problem. How come women shrink about nine to 10 inches as they get older? You just see them shrink right down. The queen of England, you can see her. She's a little shrimp. She used to be kind of a tall woman. Lack so of hyaluronic acid. Well, yeah, it's not the bone that's shrinking. It's the the little discs in your spine and that's the hyaluronic acid and you need hyaluronic acid you can get it from dietary supplements and then it helps your body make more and you, you ladies we like you with thick hair we like you with smooth skin looking young and we don't want you shrinking and that's what the hyaluronic acid does it handles those things maintain your beauty but maintain your stature and and so i trying to hey we all love you know being young and we're losing that youth as we go on and the number one molecule that makes you look good in the mirror is hyaluronic acid so you know in japan they buy two billion dollars of hyaluronic acid supplements a year and we don't mean buy a hundred million dollars worth in the united states I, I i wrote a book about it how to live a hundred years without growing old it's all about hyaluronic acid it's out of print but you can buy the used books uh, <laughs> I, I went to japan for this story uh, the, the people that it was about a little village, Yuzurihara in Japan, they, I went to their village and they were reading out of my book without reading glasses and they were 80 and 90 years old. I couldn't believe it was like finding the uh, dinosaurs were still alive or something. So oh this, this wonderful molecule called hyaluronic acid, you make it when you're young, you can replace it. You're, it's, you only need 50 or 100 milligrams. It activates your own cells called fibroblasts to make youthful levels again. And it cushions your joints. I, I don't know how many surgeries for uh, knees and, and hips and so on I've canceled just by telling people to take hyaluronic acid. I, I, used, I was on the radio, still am for a major uh, radio supplier of hyaluronic acid. So it, it works. I, I've had 10 years of telling people, it's just people learn about it one at a time. So, so, so in essence, Bill, Bill Sardi, my, my ir, 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 irrepressible, lovely. Oh, antacids, obviously modern medicine does everything wrong. 
and they just make more disease. We're being gamed for more disease. So one of the first things you get is an antacid for your heartburn. And uh, uh, everybody that gets an antacid, they start getting infections because our stomach acids are last line of protection. We don't eat sterile food. It has a little bit of fungus and bacteria in it. And then we rely on our stomach acid to kill off what remains. So that now they're, they're getting rid of your stomach acid, which is your last line of defense. So you see more stomach cancer, you see more infections. Uh, these antacids are the wrong direction. You know, modern medicine, they like to prescribe Tums, you know, the antacid, and aspirin, which is, causes blood loss, depletion of vitamin C, causes Ray's syndrome after a fever, very, very deadly. Um, they like to prescribe calcium, as I just told you. You don't need calcium as you're getting older. You need something to hold the calcium in your bone, like estrogen or like resveratrol. It's an estrogen-like molecule. Most of modern medicine's directions, with, it sounds like they're on your side. They're going to give you, you know, an antacid and a, a calcium pill and, and uh, you know, these things. They're all the wrong direction, okay? So you, you need... Uh, nature's remedies. Aunt Louise has been talking about them for years. I'm just kind of synthesizing it for you in a different way. And I, I never realized you're talking, we're talking about lead being toxic. Today, the number of toxins in our environment is un incredible. And I'll give you a little tip because I wrote a report, resveratrol, the red wine molecule, master environmental detoxicant, you can find that report at resveratrolnews.com. And we go through every one of these modern uh, cigarette smoke, airborne particles, asbestos, carbon monoxide, dioxin, PCBs, bisphenol A, formaldehyde, glyphosate, weed killer, uh, radiation, chemotherapy, uh, refined sugar, alcohol, glutamates, acrylamide, aflatoxins, neuroviruses, campylobacter, a little bug in chicken, mushroom poisoning, lead, aluminum, copper, thimerosal, cadmium, arsenic. I'm going through all of these known detoxifiers, okay? Cholera toxin, influenza virus, herpes virus, chicken pox, and all of them are obliterated by resveratrol, the red wine molecule. It's, it's, uh, it was amazing when I did the research. It's nature's master environmental detoxicant. No wonder, no wonder the Romans... They, they, the Roman soldiers used the wine on their wounds. They, they followed with it. And the, the Roman soldiers moved, and they had a little small army of people planting garlic plants as they moved on enemies because the uh, dysentery was pretty bad, contaminated water, keeping most of your troops out of the action. And, and they would plant garlic, and then they would go into war, into battle, chewing garlic cloves. <laughs> No wonder they beat everybody. So, you know, I, where are we going? We're going backwards. You know, they knew all this, what, centuries ago. <laughs> this is silly. Modern okay. medicine has yet to develop any molecule that's better than garlic or resveratrol. If they're not in your regimen every day, well, <laughs> I guess they aren't in your regimen. <laughs> Well, I don't want to call you a fool. I'm just telling you modern medicine, if you're buying into their idea that synthetic molecules that are patented and make them billions of dollars is getting you well, that's nonsense. Okay, so Bill, let me try to get a word in here because you're so passionate and you're so 
concerned and so empathetic with what's going on in this day and age, but I need to just close up with, with some basic points of analysis here. To, to reclaim your health, what are the five top doable actions that people need to do? Number one, to get rid of the iron. How do people ditch the iron? You ditch the iron, cut down the red meat, and if you need to chelate and cleanse your system, get the IP6 rice bran extract. That's the way to do it. Or give blood. Isn't, or isn't give that blood. Right? Donate the blood. These are easy things to do. Don't cost much. And then get, of course, an iron-free multiple like the Unikey male multiple yeah. that I created many, many moons ago, which is also uh, very helpful for the, for the prostate as well as the heart. And then the other thing I want to be sure about in terms of reclaiming your health is to get rid of the calcium. What should people do? Well, you, you want calcium, but you get it from your diet, not from the pills. And you need to send a signal to hold the calcium in your bones. You're either going to have to go to the doctor and get bioidentical estrogen hormone, or uh, a great way to do it from nature is resveratrol. It's uh, the safest, uh, what we call phytoestrogen, plant estrogen, and uh, it, it sends a signal to grow bone. How's that? See, so that's I never, good to know. That's that. I I really learned something about your resveratrol. Now, Bill, you're you're speaking to us today from California, among all of your 1,200 health-related books, and I know that that's the case because you're a wonderful health researcher. But for people to get in touch with you directly and tap into your knowledge, give me one particular website where people can go to kind of learn more about my dear friend Bill Sardi. I give myself away at knowledgeofhealth.com. No commercials, no books sold. You're not put on a list. Knowledgeofhealth.com. I'm angry at modern medicine. They always got their hand out. Listen, uh, when you're sick, you haven't got time to pay. Everybody's going broke. Modern medicine is priced itself out of business. Knowledgeofhealth.com. We give you all the free information, all these latest things that, that I research. And it's all referenced. You can click and find the references yourself knowledgeofhealth.com. And that's how you can reach me because uh, you can click through and even send me a direct email. I'm happy to respond to that at any time. And uh, how do we all give an award to Anne Louise Gittleman before we finish the show? Since I happen to know uh, she was way ahead of herself. And, and uh, I, I know <laughs> I benefited because I used to think Anne Louise was, you know, like coming around every corner and finding another toxin. It's true. They're everywhere. <laughs> All of these toxins. That's, That's very sweet. Well, Bill, you've been a wonderful guest on the First Lady of Nutrition podcast. I want you to come back with more scintillating, right on the point information because you've been so helpful in teaching us how to get rid of the secret killers that are hiding in plain sight. Will you promise to come back again? We'll, we'll do anything that your heart desires. We are your servants. God bless you. God bless you. <laughs>